This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Some of the best experiences that Dave and I have had on the river have been on guided trips. We regularly float the Yellowstone and the Madison Rivers in Montana with guides. And recently, we even had a guide on a walking trip in Timber Cooley in the Driftless near uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. So today's topic is a guide to fishing with a guide. Why would you want to fish with a guide? And if you decide to do so, how do you do that? What are some of the do's and don'ts? So let me start with this question, Dave. Uh, Why even bother with the guide when you're paying probably $500 a day, uh, maybe splitting that between a couple guys, but if if you go yourself, that's 500 bucks. Unless money is not a concern, Uh, it is with us, but hey, $500 will uh, go a long way towards buying you a nice sage rod or or uh, yeah, just getting within striking distance of a Winston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're promoting your Winston rod again. That's right. But, uh, actually, it's nice that we get to split uh, the guide fee. Yeah. And um, the last time we did it, in fact, almost every time that we decide to use a guide, there's this sense of, uh, should we spend the money? Should we not spend the money? So it, it's one of those things that it, we wrestle with almost every time we do it. We do. And you're right. It, it's a lot easier if you split it with somebody else. I I was thinking this fall when I was going to fish the Owyhee River. Uh, that's a, a tailwater uh, section. It, it's below the, uh, the the Owyhee Dam and a great brown trout fishery. But I, I thought, you know, I, I'd love to hire a guide because uh, I just learned that river better. But then I realized, wait a minute, I don't have Dave here to split the cost with. <laughs> I'm not forking out that much money, so I didn't. Well, I think the first reason uh, you bother with a guide is success on new water and so uh, Steve and I are planning now for our spring trips and I know that we plan to do a Michigan trip and he and I have never really fished much in Michigan and so um, we will very likely you know hire a guide to help us you know find out some new or find some new water I remember recently I went to Utah uh, with another friend and we fished one of the uh, the streams of the Provo and we did not know the shop that we got the guide from and it was you know it turned out to be a really great day a young guy who showed us the river and probably one of the best guided trips I've ever been on the guide was only I think he was 22 and he looked like 13 and but it was a terrific day and so I think the purpose the reason you do this obviously is to is to find new water and find new places to fish yeah now the other side of that too is uh, a guide can help you on old water uh, I remember when uh, you and I took our very first fly a guided trip uh, uh, in, a, in a guide boat you remember that it was I back sure with do. Bob Granger yep. kind of a chilly uh, uh, rainy day in was it the, it was the fall. It was October. It was October. Yeah, it 
yeah. was an October day. Well, we actually fished a stretch of the Yellowstone River in Paradise Valley, south of Livingston, that went right by my folks' house. They lived right off uh, the Mill Creek Road, and you could see their house from the highway. And and we floated. I think it was uh, I can't remember where we we put in. I think uh, Gray Owl might have been the Gray Owl section. But anyway, we we floated right by my folks' place. I remember going by some places I had fished and and I realized wow I had missed some things uh, some stuff that I didn't think well it might not be that great but uh, you know Bob uh, showed us where and and I actually used that information I mean I, I went back uh, the next couple years until my folks moved I our family would be at their house and I would run down to the river and I'd I'd, I'd walk up river and, and fish some of those runs that that I didn't know about until uh, we uh, you know we learned about it when we were in his boat well that actually uh, raises the next point every time I go with a guide I come away with my skills sharpened and I come yeah. I come away a better fly fisher and I think you know a guide is your coach and you know often at least I remember last year on the Madison we hired a guy to float the Madison and, and we were, he really helped me with some of my casting part of it was I was using an eight and a half five weight rod and he said Dave let me let me let me help you out and he gave me a nine foot six it was an Orvis H3 and man the difference I mean I swear I could cast and now you're going to save up for an Orvis <laughs> H3, aren't you? <laughs> well, I am looking for a new rod. I'm just not sure whether it's an Orvis H3, if it's going to be a Sage, or maybe even a Winston. I'm still wrestling with that. I'm thinking I don't want the same rod that... What a nice problem, that, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> I haven't talked about the money yet. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, but I think, you know, the casting is such an important piece. And so, you know, if you have a good guide, he or she is going to be helping you with your casting. The other is reading water, which is what you were talking about. Really is, okay, look at this run here. Um, cast up above, you know, the foam, let it drift down. You know, I remember thinking, helping us knowing when to, to you know, reset the fly, when to, I remember the guy going, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. Okay, recast. And just helping us understand you read the water and you see where you're drifting that fly down and yeah and if you're a new fly fisher that's even more important uh having somebody to to tie your flies on that can be very frustrating the first few times you you fly fish you spend so much time tying knots and tying tippet on or putting a new fly on and just having a, a guide to do that can be uh, really helpful but they are they're they're great coaches and you do you learn uh, so much i think another thing that uh uh, a guide provides is a chance to float a river. I mean, let's face it, uh, a lot of guys, uh, how many of us can can afford a, a drift boat or even the time that it takes to uh, learn how to uh, navigate a drift boat? It looks easy, but I've, I've tried it a couple times. I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a skill that takes a lot of work, a lot of practice, and hey, with a, a drift boat costing anywhere from maybe three or four grand for a used one to I mean, you can, it's like fly rods. There's probably no limit, but I mean, five to 10 grand for a decent boat and trailer and
and and you know a lot of us would never have a chance to float a river if we didn't have a friend or uh, a guide that, that we can hire to do that so 500 bucks yeah it seems like a lot but you split that with somebody and you get a chance to float in in their six seven thousand dollar drift boat with their expertise all of a sudden it's not such a uh, a pricey investment i think the final thing kind of ties this all together is that you know we use a guide as a strategy to become better fly fishers and um you know overall we don't do it a lot but um at key points we'll definitely use a guide just to help us you know improve our game so as we think about a guide and hiring a guide hiring a good guide what are some of the do's and don'ts on our side as a fly fisher and i think it all begins with the right mindset yeah i agree i I think the first thing to say is shut up listen and learn (laughs) you know why why impress someone you're paying i've never understood when when people who are paying you know a few hundred dollars to hire a guide simply want to try to impress them and tell them all they know i mean come on uh why argue uh you're gonna pay somebody and then argue with them about their advice it's like leave your ego at home come on Yeah, yeah exactly leave your ego at home I mean, just keep your mouth shut and listen and learn. If you open your mouth, ask a question. But, you know, the guy doesn't need to hear how great a fly fisher you are and and, and how you caught. You know, I swear every guide must hear about the 20-incher that, that the client caught, you know, the day before, the trip before. You know, d- don't do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 such a poor taste. Yeah. It, 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 I always ask guides, hey, tell me about your worst uh, client yeah. ever. Yeah. And most of the guys will say, you know, I can't even really bring up the, everybody that I take on the river is great, but occasionally tell a great story about someone who is just a complete idiot. Right. And uh, I think that one of the pieces of this is that hiring a guide does not guarantee that you're going to catch fish. No, it doesn't. I mean, how many times yeah. have we paid a guide? And I even think about the Bob Granger uh, trip, that awesome trip with yeah. fishing with him. I think we caught more whitefish than we did trout. Right. We did catch a few trout, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't a twenty trout afternoon. No, no you know, it fishing wasn't. the Yellowstone. So just because you fish with a guy doesn't mean you're going to catch trout. Obviously that's the goal but it's it's not it's right. not endemic to so hiring it, a guide yeah so use it as a learning opportunity that's what you want to do i would also at the front end of the trip even when you call in to to set up the trip is discuss and clarify your expectations with with your guide before you go kind of why you're doing the trip and and what you want to learn during the trip i think that just will simplify and help set up a great conversation an ongoing conversation with the guide while you're fly fishing it really does i mean sometimes a guide might be thinking well, we're gonna i'm gonna take you here and and we're gonna, i know we're gonna catch fish because they're they're really uh you know they're really hitting on nymphs but you want to dry fly fish well yeah bring that up beforehand so that you don't uh, get disappointed now that that brings up something else and that is you, you've got to be flexible because conditions change yeah. uh Dave, do you remember a couple summers ago both you and i really wanted to fish the upper madison and we uh, we uh, booked a trip with uh, our friend toby out of fins and feathers in bozeman and and we were excited about it. we thought we were going to the upper madison and and he said nah we're gonna we're gonna fish the lower and I, I didn't say anything, but I thought, ah, great. I'm kind of bummed. I've fished that before. And, and yet we had a great day. We did. It Do was... you remember the first 
like the first mile down the river, oh. it was slow. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, yeah. we should have gone to the upper Madison. And then all of a sudden, man, yeah, it was, it was good. And it just reminded me again, I mean, the, these guys know they, they get paid to know the conditions they're, they're checking on it daily. And, and you have to be flexible of, you know, weather changes and, and, uh, you, just have to go with their recommendations. I think the other thing uh, as part of a do here, part of our list of do's is to tip your guide. And, you know, I don't know what the, you know, the standard is people's, you know, it ranges. Obviously, we tend to tip about 20% if it's been a good day. I don't think we even tip less than that. I, we had that one guide uh, several years ago who was pretty average and um yeah we won't say where or when exactly but uh, it wasn't horrible but just at the end of the day you go really yeah um i could have done that yeah (laughs) it was was someone who was a fly fisher who thought that you know in the second half of his life after he sold his business he should do more guiding as a way to get out of the river but the one thing i've learned through the years is that a great guide is not thinking about fly fishing himself or herself a great guide is serving the client and my guess is is that you get a lot of guides who get weeded out when they realize oh this is hard work yeah and the great ones really understand how to serve clients and 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 it's not just again about catching fish it's coaching it's all those things that's right uh, that we talked about earlier so we hope you picked up on that we highly recommend uh, fly fishing with a guide especially if you're a beginning fly fisher but even after uh, 20 some years of kind knowing what we're doing we, we still use guides and it's it's just going to make for some uh, great learning and, and some great experiences on the water yeah and one other piece I think it should be noted that overwhelmingly you know the super majority of the guides that we've used have been really outstanding oh, they're terrific yeah, they really and, are I'm um, just grateful for uh, for all that great coaching through the years definitely well that's going to do it for today if you have any helpful tips on fishing with the guide please share them with us just go to twoguysinariver.com and comment on this podcast link. What words of wisdom do you have for fly fishers who plan to hire a guide? And also be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and also subscribe to our podcast feed. You'll need to download a podcast app on your smartphone. Thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.